Welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot Podcast, and I am joined by my great friend, Logan Allerbeck. Great to have you again, Logan. Hey, buddy. Uh, we got lots of things to talk about. We are very excited for the border war that kicks off in just about two hours, and that is the annual game between Wyoming and Colorado State. They are playing for the bronze boot. And That's going to be Cowboys just ramming it down the Rams' fucking throat all game. That's what I that's was hoping. Be. I was hoping that was your projection there. I know <laughs> Wyoming is favored. I think they're eight and a half point favorites at this point in in the line. Um, have you been watching much Wyoming this yeah. year? Uh, actually, I watch. I watch every week. That's Grandma's like big thing on Saturdays. She's a huge fan, and I tell her that she's their lucky charm. So, yeah, I've been watching, and Bulls has a phenomenal program. Placed out D, hammer the rock, win games. Well, it wasn't looking too good at the start of the season, but I think he has found uh, a few answers in DQ James that has been a breakout. I mean, last I checked, he was averaging 12 yards per carry in his limited playing time. Um, And then they had McNeely at the start of the season. He had that hand injury, so, I mean, it was – it was tough sledding at the beginning of the year. They weren't playing great defense. And I mean, some of that's a symptom of they have a, a really young team this year. Uh, but some of it's also, you know, Craig Bull's offense is very one dimensional. And if it's not working, you're, you're not going to win games. So you can say the luckily, same thing about Shanahan in the NFL, though. Like Shanahan's like two and 28 if they're behind in the fourth quarter. Like that's yep. you're a product of your own creation. If it's yep. working, it's good fundamental football. Yeah, I mean, burns a lot of clock, keeps the other team off the field. So as long as you can play defense and, and get some first downs, it works. But we're like not said, always going to have a Josh Allen fall into no. our lap. Like well, that's just reality. That was the frustrating thing for me is even when he, he did have Josh Allen, they were still like 60th ranked offense in the NF or in the college football. So it, yeah, it that's... takes a generational talent for him to even commit to throwing the football at all, but it's fine. Um, I did want to say that they did become bowl eligible with their win, not last week, but the week before against with Hawaii. Hawaii. We were on a bye um, last week. Yep, last week they had the bye. Uh, it's not looking like they'll have a chance to play for the conference championship unless Boise State or I can't remember the other team has a – they have to have two teams in front of them lose, and it doesn't look Twice. like they're probably going to. So. I think they need um, two losses, don't they? I think just they one. They need both if, of them to lose in order to make it to the championship. Yeah, Boise right? State, they will play them, so they have to beat them, plus okay. they have to have Boise State lose to another team. So that's what it's not looking promising, but at least they they are building something here, I think. Uh, Peasley looks like he's a competent quarterback at least. Um, Levi Williams looked pretty good last year for them, and obviously he left for Utah State. Now that's the yeah. hard thing. You, it's hard to build a program now because the transfer portal is st- so open. So it's hard to say yeah. they're building a culture right now. Because well, if they, they have are. any talent, they're just going to leave. Why would you stay in Laramie, Wyoming? Because it's beautiful. It is beautiful, but it's cold. <laughs> it is cold. I'll give you that. And I can't believe you're outside doing uh, this. It's crazy. It's 44 degrees outside today. It's like summer out here, man. Dude, it's warmer there than it is here then because I'm pretty sure it's only 39 here. We'll take it. Tell you but, what, global warming sure is nice in this soon-to-be oceanfront property. 
oceanfront in Wyoming. That'd be beautiful. Um, okay, so back to the game. I did want to mention that Titus Wynn, it, last I heard, which was, I believe, Thursday, they said he's trending towards being available for this game. He's obviously their, their bell cow running back. And then DQ James, he and uh, Peasley, I think they should factor in to the running game heavily. Um, yeah, it's constant subbing offense. So, yeah, they're all yeah, going to get then, probably 10 touches at least. Yeah, it, it's been that's the thing that scares me about um, Peasley is he's very slight of frame. And every time he does one of those rollouts and gets hit hard, I'm just like, oh, boy, you know, when you're a big body quarterback like Josh Allen and can run the way that he can, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it still scares me when he takes hits in the NFL, but not as much as seeing Peasley. That he's literally their run offense in the number one ranked fucking offense right now. Like he's a big enough yeah. guy, but yeah, you put a slight frame like you out there, you're just kind of asking for fucking destruction. Yes. So I'm I'm hoping that they can get a little more balance on the offensive side because we're not going to pass. They're not going to pass. But but hear me out. We win. <laughs> In in the last game, I think he went six for 94 yards receiving. Uh, Cobbs has been – he's kind of been disappointing this year. I, I don't know that it's necessarily his fault. It's just a product of him not getting many targets. Well, when but, you only throw the ball 18 times in a game, you know. Yeah. He looks like a capable uh, wide receiver. And then you have the, the tight ends in Christensen and, and Welch. Both of those guys are stud receivers. I feel like there's there's plenty of room to grow with Peasley in that passing game, and I think they're going to need it against a team like uh, Boise State, so I hope that they can start to develop that against a struggling Colorado State team. What do you think? Col- you Colorado? The Colorado, Colorado State Rams? Colorado State. Well, I, uh, I honestly think this game is just going to be Bulls locking in his game plan as usual. They're they're. They're not going to try and develop some more play-action passes. They're not going to try to get their quarterback hot. They're going to go to Boise with the expectation that they're going to hammer the rock, play decent defense. They did the same thing when they went to the Aggies. They didn't change their game plan for the Aggies at all, and they lost. Well, I mean, the Aggies have not been anywhere near what they were last year, especially. They were ranked 19th when we played them. I think they've tried three different quarterbacks and all three of those quarterbacks played in the Wyoming game and didn't do anything. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the defense has definitely been building. Um, they've got Easton Gibbs. He's the, the next Chad Muma, the next Logan Wilson. He's looking like a really good I, linebacker I, from the my, state of Wyoming. In my opinion, though, like football's all about culture. So, yeah, settling in and getting comfortable with the guys around you, trusting your teammates. Like, I, I'm I used to buy into like having an Aaron Rodgers was the key to success, and yeah, it'll get you to the playoffs, but it ain't ever gonna win you a Super Bowl. Yeah. Period. Like, culture is what matters, and I think the defense is really settling into what they are as a defense. They have, yep. you know, they have an identity now. Yeah. So yeah, front, I mean, they've built this team essentially how you want to, and that's up front in the trenches on both sides of the football. And like I said, both both sides of the football is young, but that group on the offensive line and that group on the defensive line have really started to gel together. Are and they are they returning all nine or yeah, all nine? They so. I think all 11 starters are the or 10 of the 11 cuz Muma left in the draft, but I think 10 of the 11 on the defense all returned and I think they still have years of eligibility left on all of them so 
we could see a little bit of a Wyoming run then. Well, and you have Keelan Cox that transferred from Alabama. He he is going to miss the rest of the season. I think he I can't remember if he had a knee or a hip injury, but he's coming back next year and he's going to be a tank on that defensive line as well. So, yeah, like like I said, I think things are trending well. I know at the beginning of the year we were pretty <clears throat> sour with some of the games and how they lost them, but I will give Bull some credit. I mean. He, I think he kept banging his coach. head up against the wall and it finally broke through. And, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. But he's been that way, like, since he got here, though. What was it? 2000 and was it? I think this is ago? his sixth year, Six ninth years? year. I don't know. Something like I, that. He's been with us for a fucking while, though. But he's always been that way. He just kind of bangs his head against the wall. And we occasionally fall into a winning season. We go to a bowl. And the sad well, thing about college football, though, like, who gives a shit about them going to the fucking potato bowl? You know, yeah. who, who cares about that game? Well, I have heard that the projected bowl, and obviously this is still way too early to be talking about this because, you know, we still have, I think three weeks left of, of football. Um, but the latest projection I saw was them going to, I believe it was the Las Vegas bowl against BYU. So that would be a rematch of the game oh, earlier man. this season. We got our asses kicked by BYU, though. Yes, but they were also playing a lot better at the beginning of the season, and we were not. So I think it would be a, a pretty good matchup. And if it's in the Las Vegas Bowl, that would be playing in Allegiant Stadium and not very far from me. So I, I really you, hope it turns out that way. You'd be you'd be down there with a bunch of other Wyoming fans being able to, you know, chant FU BYU. Well, I think it would be pretty close to a 50-50 split because Provo is pretty close to Vegas. I think it's like a three, no, it's probably a five-hour drive. But Wyoming also travels really well, their fans. So, Well, just for, the, like, especially the Vegas Bowl. Yeah. I know Leif's gone to the last two times that we've been to the Vegas Bowl. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it if that does end up shaking out that way, so. Well, like you said, still three weeks of football left, and Wyoming has two games, two games that they could definitely fuck it up on. Because even though they're projected eight, nine-point favorites, essentially, it's still a it's still a rivalry game. Yep, and that's uh, that's exactly where to put my notes. It is a rivalry game, rivalry game. So I don't expect a blowout, but I still think Wyoming will cover. I think I have them winning by ten. I don't know. I obviously could see it going being closer, but I think they're a better team than Colorado state on paper. So absolutely. But you make a couple mistakes early. It's really hard to run your way when you're, you know, running yep. from behind. Yep. So very hard to come back from behind when you're running, run first offense. So Shanahan's proof of that. Yeah. Speaking of Shanahan, he picked up Speaking a major weapon since we talked last. Yeah. What did you think about that trade? Love and that it. is absolutely love it. I've said for a while, you don't pay quarterback money to a fucking running back. That was the stupidest contract I've ever seen them pick up. I don't care how good CMC is. Look at what Foreman's done the last three weeks. Yep. He's broken 100 yards the last three weeks. If you have a good offensive line, I could fucking run for 100 yards behind. <laughs> you know? It, it, You're going to have someone no... pushing you from behind, too? Well, yeah, probably. back, maybe? I'll need that oxygen fucking strapped on <laughs> immediately after t- <laughs> But, like, there was no reason to pay CMC the way they did. There just wasn't. He's a generational talent, sure, but he's 26. His career's over in two years max. 
Yeah. Great well, way to I don't know. relieve the cap space. We got an entire draft. We got yep. a whole nother team's draft of picks coming in. Yeah. What did Great you get? Move. Like two seconds, two thirds, and a fourth or something like that? Two seconds, two thirds, and a fourth. Yeah. And yeah. then I think a conditional fifth based on yeah. performance. So he I I like this trade for both teams because at this point in in his career and this point in the contract. I think he has no more guaranteed money left after this season. So you would think San Francisco is probably going to restructure that con- that contract so it gives him more guaranteed money up front, but maybe lessens the, the blow on the salary cap. So, or they'll go cash over cap and just fucking pay him a billion dollars like every team's doing nowadays. I don't think they're going to give him a raise. Um, he doesn't deserve it. He's played fucking... You saw how they used him, right, in that game? Yeah, I watched him be the first fucking running back to have a passing, catching, and a fucking rushing touchdown in one game two weeks after leaving Carolina. I saw it, and I, I think say— it was since, Wasn't it since Marshall Falk? Yeah, Marshall Falk was the last one in, like, 2003, I think. Yeah, so I, I think he's a genera- generational talent, like you said, and the only thing I think he has on his side is he can play slot wide receiver if he wants to, so— where You've been you saying have, that for years now, and I just I know he's it's not, not going to make the move. It's it's not his plan. But if the if the alternative is being out of the league or moving to slot wide receiver because it's less wear and tear on your body, I guarantee he's going to try to extend his career rather than if he's smart, yeah, taking the taking the blows at every single play. Being back in the Bay Area has to feel so fucking good for him, though. Like oh, I'm yeah. happy for him. It was it was a great move all around. Like. I talk shit, but like he was a fun talent to watch on Carolina's roster. He really was. Yeah. And the only problem is obviously his injury history, but exactly when he's, he's when he's taken 60% of your touches, that's, that's going to lead to some injuries and he's not going to have that in San Francisco unless, <laughs> unless um, Shanahan falls in love with him touching the ball and starts to go crazy with it. But I'm sure Shanahan's already in love with CMC touching his oh, balls. You know, I'm sure, sure he's loving it. I, I gotta sure. say the one thing I really didn't like around CMC on Carolina was again, culture is what wins you games, but Cam Newton was a good quarterback, but he wasn't yep. a generational talent. The reason Carolina was so successful under his tutelage was he created a culture. They were yep. fucking dabbing after every play. He was handing out footballs after every touchdown. There was excitement when he stepped on the field. That culture is what wins. And when you try to build it around a fucking five foot nine white guy from fucking Colorado, <laughs> you just don't have that energy you need. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is a reserve player, so he is. He's he's not gonna be it, the You could have built guy. your culture around Cookley. You could. I mean, our oh. defensive culture was built around Kukli, but it was it was about being prepared, more prepared. I was going to ask you about be. him. I hope he comes back for Carolina's coaching staff. I pray. There was a there was a meme I saw on Facebook today, and it said, um, "I'm sure you saw the whole Jeff Saturday crap in Indianapolis." Oh God, yeah. So it said, "If Jeff Saturday can coach, then I want to see this." And it was a picture of Kukli from his days with Carolina when he was injured and he was, you know, helping the defensive coordinator on the staff plays yeah. and all that. So we had him got to get him in. We had him in the building for the last two and a half years. He left at the start of this season. He was on our scouting department. 
Yeah, and no, he uh, needs to be on the sideline because he is he's, a very cerebral player, knows plays before they're happening, and I think he, he will, could be a great asset. He will be, if it's not Steve Smith, he'll be one of the first Carolina Panthers that's an actual Carolina Panther throughout their career to make it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Although Steve Stiff, S- Smitty did get fucking snubbed. I don't know if you saw it or not. He was on the ballot for Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. And he got snubbed. But, like, yeah, I, I agree. Kukli on the sideline would be just an excellent fit. I mean, yeah. and and the, the thing is, though, we have the second richest owner in the league who's from Pittsburgh who bought a football team to fucking, you know, it's kind of like buying a bet for yeah, yeah it's to him it's a money thing so i don't know how much he cares about the culture of the carolina panthers they did two years ago they did the ring of honor they finally had a ring of honor they brought in del home smitty uh jordan and wesley walls and then this year they didn't bring in anybody and it's like yeah. why start that not actually commit to it because herney had a great idea like you know, you want to honor that. You want to build that culture, and it just doesn't seem to be there in Carolina, which is the reason they're struggling this season. Yeah. The reason they are a shitty team, because they are stacked with talent. They have an amazing offensive line. They have an explosive see, defense. I want to but, see Tim Biakabatuka added to that, just so people can remember that name. God, yeah. That's a hard name to forget. Uh, Moose <laughs> and Muhammad should be yeah, in there. Moose. Like, how do you not have Moose in there? How do you not have fucking... Um, Thomas Davis in there. Like, how do you yeah. not have some of Mark? Yeah, Fields. they need to get some of those guys. <clears throat> but no, Sam like Mills. You were saying, they don't even have Sam Mills in the goddamn Ring of Honor of their own field, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, yes. are you fucking kidding me? You hammer a drum every single home game because of Sam Mills, and you don't have him represented in, the ring in your, in your yep. yeah in your stadium. That's embarrassing, but it really is. Like so, that was. It's, go ahead. It's sad. Going to the Broncos stadium and looking at the names that they have wrapped in their arena kind of gives you a sense of their history. It's a cool thing as a fan. I'd rather not go to that stadium, though. If we had a choice of going to no games or going to the two Broncos games we did go to as kids, Broncos were a fair trade-off. Yeah, but I was always cheering for the other team, whoever it was. I think we cheered for the Chargers and the Jets, so that says a lot. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, that was back when the Chargers had uh, LT, so LT, that was fun. Yeah. That was LT's 2,000-yard season, too. Yeah, but he didn't do much in that game. Well, yeah, um, that's because so we were there. Back to your Panthers. A lot has happened. Obviously, we talked about the Christian McCaffrey trade. They also traded Robbie Anderson. They also uh, the, fired did, their head coach. Say that correctly. They got rid of a cancer in Robbie Anderson. Yeah. His little I mean, bitch temper tantrum. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, screaming at the wide receiver coach. And then yeah. sitting next to the water coolers like a three-year-old. It's like your kid walking out front and sitting on the front stoop and fucking pouting. I was so happy is, to see him gone. Yeah, I, I feel like they should have done that at the beginning of the season when I he agree. complained when they – I guess not the beginning, but when he started Training complaining camp. about – Yeah. No, he was complaining about when they made a move for Baker. Baker, yeah. yeah so that was, was that was training camp. Yeah. So I feel like they should have moved, made that move at that point. It should have been obvious that he's cancer. Because wide receiver is, God, what a cancerous position. And if you're fucking Megatron, you can be that way. But if you're Robbie Anderson and you catch fucking, what, he caught 
54 passes last year or something like that. He didn't do shit. He had no reason to be that arrogant. See ya. And then, yeah, they got rid of Rule. They got rid of their OC. They got rid of a lot of their fucking lower staff as well. Yep. How how do you feel about Steve Wilkes? I feel like he's, he's, I like, um, Carolina does a weekly check-in where they sit in on a meeting and he's a coach that is, I like him. I, I feel like he would be a good stay. Like, I hope he's not just interim, but we know from history, odds of him actually holding the job are pretty low. Yeah, most interims don't get to stick around, but I feel like he is due for another opportunity at head coach. Okay. His first one. He's doing he, well, too. Yeah, no, he's he's one of those guys that the, the guys rally behind because they respect him and and he's not going to be, you know, the screaming type. He's he's one of the more reserved coaches, but Ron I feel Ray, like he's he's Rivera always was been the same way. Yeah, he was on Rivera's staff, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, I believe he was DB coach back then, though. He wasn't yeah. a coordinator. Yeah, so I, I would love to see him get this opportunity and, and, you know, take it, especially. I mean, let's talk about the Thursday night game just from oh. two days ago. So, as you know, because you were giving me updates, I I go out to dinner every Thursday with my uncle. And it's just exciting to be able to, like, while I was at dinner, you know, I don't pull out my phone when I'm with others because I think it's rude. But, like, I, I knew if I were to pull out my phone, Carolina was going to be leading that game. And I felt that way last week when we played the Bengals. Like, they feel like they're in a position. I mean, the Bengals game was debauchery. Like, what a shit show that was. 35 points in the first fucking half but yeah I, I again i i feel like with the coaching staff they're getting a culture going behind it they're, they're a team that can perform now the thursday night game was exciting though like foreman hitting his third 100 yard game in a row yep just shows okay this kid's actually got something and he runs with like he runs like he's angry at the grass to quote ted lazo you know he's He's a hell of a runner. I I thought it was an exciting game. I didn't like that they gave up a touchdown at the end to fucking bring it within 10 because I feel like that didn't give them the credit they deserved. You know, the yeah. scoreboard didn't reflect just how well they actually played. I went back and watched the game. And, like, when you know the outcome, it's a little different. But I like watching the recaps. and Yeah, they oh, I looked good. Yeah. Well, in that bit. DJ Moore still had a couple good catches, even though they were basically doubling him the whole game and daring them to throw it to anyone else. Uh, that LaVisca Chanel. Uh, Their backup running back, yeah. That 43-yard scamper he had was fucking, yeah, that was a hell of a play. He should have been down 13 yards into that run, and he turned it into a touchdown. Like, Yeah. So I, I saw a lot a lot of things to be excited about. Like I said, your your defense looked really good. Your I told punt- you that going in. I literally told you before the game started. I'm like, Carolina's defense full of studs. You're like, I don't yep. know. They kind of suck. Fuck them. And <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Buffalo literally offered us a first, a, a third, and a fourth for Burns. He's one of the best linebackers for rushing the quarterback right now. There was – I can't remember who else. There was another team that tried to get Burns from you guys – offered two no a first maybe it was two firsts it might have been two firsts and i think it was was it no it wasn't seattle was it i can't remember who it was but someone offered you guys and and you said no um 
We said they no do. to both deals or both yeah. offers. So, if Carolina was punting it on the season completely, they would have got rid of Burns. But well, that would have listen, been. You can't punt. I mean, where you guys are at right now, you're what? One game out of first place because yeah. the division's so bad? <laughs> so, I know. I don't we know, man. sneak it's into crazy. the playoffs like easily. That's my question for you is do you see a scenario where that could happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tom Brady is not Tom Brady this season and, and to no fault of his own. Like how the fuck do you go through a divorce with three fucking kids? You've been married for 12 years and have the ability to focus on a playbook and a fucking game plan for the week. Yeah. Like Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but unfortunately life circumstances are making it so he's playing like a human this year. So the Bucks aren't as, you know, intimidating as they could have been. New Orleans is not the team that everybody thought they were going to be this season. Yep. Um, and Atlanta's, you know, we just beat Atlanta easily. Made him yes. look foolish. Mariota looked like he was fucking still playing for Tennessee. Oh, man, that was bad. He and the the thing is, I don't think he's got much of a leash just because they have Ritter behind him that, you know, they're going to want to see what they have in him. And it's no fault to Mariota because he's actually played pretty well this season. Uh, I told you when, last time I was on, I said I thought he would play well. But yeah, having a leash on him does not help. Well, you still have to wonder. I I don't know if you saw that play where he landed on his back. (laughs) I did. And it got pick six. Yeah. To his credit, though, from his ass, he threw that ball fucking 40 yards. Yeah. I don't (laughs) know what he was thinking. Like, he lucked out so much that that went or that he touched down before that released. Because, yeah, that would have been a pick six right there. I think he Um, was concerned about the fumble. I think that's why he hucked it like that. If you watch the playback, I think he was concerned about hitting the ground with the ball. Just crazy. But It it was an interesting play. But honestly, like, when you look at that play in particular, if they didn't have him so... Like, you're not allowed to run. You're a passer first. You're a passer first. When you take that away from a a quarterback that knows how to win with his legs or with his arm, you're going to get an average season. Yeah, but, I mean, to their, I guess, to defend them in in some regard, when he ran with the Raiders, literally 50% of the plays he ran on, he would get hurt. So it's tough to say, like just go ahead and see what happens because you've seen his hamstrings have just blown out on him after one run and yeah it's it's crazy but uh, tim tebow can make a conference playoff game with letting him play how he knows how to play yeah like that's that's what i find so unfortunate like yeah you want to protect these guys but these guys know what they're getting into they were just as likely to hurt themselves in college Yep. Let them go out and play how they know how to play to win. Can you game plan for it? Fuck no. But you couldn't you couldn't game plan for Michael Vick running at fucking 72 yards on a random play on you either. No. Like, I just yeah. I, I I think Mariota has not ever actually had an opportunity to be a successful quarterback in in the NFL and that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen what he's done so far this season. Like I said, it's not been you know, lighting the world on fire or anything, but he's Winning kept games. them competitive in every yeah. single game. So, Winning games. Uh, Carolina should have beat the Falcons twice. Like that yeah. game, P.J. Walker having the longest pass of the season. Did you see that play to D.J. Moore? Absolutely beautiful. I don't know how they let D.J. get behind him, but. Oh, my God. Because nobody thought they were going to throw it 70 yeah. fucking yards. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that got me I mean, so excited for Walker, though. Like, he's not. Yeah, he's got arm talent for days 
he does, but he, I mean, he's not accurate. He should have had at least two interceptions against Atlanta. Yeah. Like he's not playing to manage the game well, at all, but like the kid is young. So that's a plus. It's tough. It's tough to throw the ball in when it's raining the way it was in that game. And then you oh. had, you know, the wind and everything else. So it, they very easily could have been picked, but at the same time, like if it's not raining, they probably would have been picked, but he probably wouldn't have thrown it like that if it was not. So in theory, he threw it into double coverage in five yards deep in the end zone on a fucking post route. Like, yeah, eh, that's well, not I'm the smartest about way to the play one, with the ball. You know, I'm talking about the one where it went through the linebackers hands. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. He's, not gonna, he's not going to throw it low like that. Cause it slipped no. out of his hands. Yeah. I agree. And it, He's got legs too. The kid, I I have a lot of excitement for him. I genuinely am am excited for where Carolina's at right now. Like, it's crazy when, because they picked him off out of the what was it the A AAF was that what he was playing in? Wasn't it the? Um, I thought it was that league that shut down. Yeah, in the yeah, the, of the spring season. league, right? Wasn't it AAF? I think that I can't remember what the fuck it was called, but yeah, we're talking yeah, about the same thing. Like it. it wasn't the fucking short man, you know fans call the plays league no that, not fan controlled football it was yeah, yeah. Was, I, th- I think it was the aaf but anyway yeah he was they picked him up off the scrap heap essentially and he looks like he may be an answer at quarterback going forward which fuck, dude how did Baker... all it took all it took was them replacing their starting quarterback firing their coach <laughs> and then replacing their backup quarterback that they promoted to starter before uh they have one but you know you know you get there how you get there but what a shit show that was like how did baker fuck that up dude i feel so bad for that guy yeah i don't know he legitimately was good with the browns i was so excited for him well and i think some of it's probably you know new playbook new coach all that fun stuff it's it's tough to he's in such, six games solve that but he's such a good fucking uh locker room guy like, I don't yeah. know if you saw or not, but after the game, he literally headbutted PJ Walker with no helmet on. Like, yeah, everyone was saying football. everyone was saying he's so miserable there. He's just trying to get on the concussion list. Oh, fuck that shit. He was genuinely <laughs> excited. Like uh, that. I want that back. I want that. I miss like we saw what happened to Cam Newton after a shoulder injury. But I, even before that, like I miss that electric football that he brought more than yeah. more than i miss anything else well like it sucked when be. we he could be he definitely could be there's there's so. something about you know when we yeah, cut no. ties with smitty i was so fucking sad but it was the best thing they could have done for carolina because it gave the reins to cam yeah hopefully we can see something like that happen with walker as well yeah with and cutting ties with cmc you know when they let go of rule i mean it looked like the season was over at that point i think everyone was kind of ready to to turn the page on Carolina. And these last, I mean, yeah, even after CMC, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be a fire sale. They're getting rid of everyone so they can They're start building the for the draft. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen more in these last two weeks than I've seen from them the rest, the entire rest of the season. So it is three something weeks. to look forward to. Yeah, three, three weeks. weeks, sorry. But I think getting rid of rule was a good choice. Uh, I don't know what happened, you know, but I think it's just another thing where college coach culture, you know, you, you have control over those guys' lives. Yep. So some coaches can't make that adjustment. Yeah. I don't think he ever had the respect of that locker room, though, because there's no culture at, at Carolina. 
And that's the yeah, thing. I mean, it's it's always going to be so much different when you are controlling a locker room of men versus boys. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, essentially to those to those kids, and not so much now with the transfer portal stuff, but the the college coaches essentially control when they're getting on the field and everything. What oh, what they. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every aspect of their lives is controlled. They're told when they're working out. They're told when they're what classes they're taking. Like, yep. everything in college is different. Yep. So I'm sure he'll be a successful college coach again. But Where do I you don't... think he lands? If you were to take a stab at it, what, what college do you think picks him up? Um, I, I guess it depends because I've heard he's going to take a year off. So if obviously he doesn't get back in it right now, that changes things. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him at, like, Nebraska – Oh God, that's gross. I mean, he's going to, he's going to be in demand no matter where he wants to go. So, well, yeah, I mean, he's, you can't really question what he's going to bring in the college game at all. Yeah. Hold on. I got to grab my chair. You know what else I wanted to talk about with the division, the NFC South is um, what happens with Tom Brady after this year, do you think? Do you think he decides he's going to play another? I've seen all kinds of theories. And obviously, if, you know, what happened last year where he retired and comes back and then seems like ruined his relationship with his wife. His <laughs> marriage was probably on the rocks well before that. I, I, mean, I bet he came back for the distraction. Yeah. And I don't know. And he I didn't mean, want to give up that fucking healthy fox check. He's going to get a three hundred and forty million dollars. Yeah, it's it's tough to speculate, but I would say if I think this is his last year on that contract, so he he will be a free agent if I'm not mistaken. Um, so if he wants to come back, I mean, it seems like a perfect situation where he can you know pick the perfect situation for him, and I think he's still probably a top ten quarterback in this league. So. Does does this year taint his legacy at all, do you think? No, because I still think, as much as I hope it's you guys that represent the, the NFC South, I still think they're going to be the team that represents the, the South in the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, what what bad is that, adding another playoff run to your, to your resume? Obviously, well, it's not how you would have liked to get it done. But, he's supposed to be in the Super Bowl this year if he follows history. Because yeah. he he's gone Super Bowl, not Super Bowl every year his entire career. So, well, and they have they have the talent. So it's just been baffling to me seeing how this this season has unfolded for them. So it uh, wouldn't it, surprise me if they get in the playoffs at you know like nine and eight, and then go in on a run and end up in the eight, NFC Championship team or something or game or something like that. But no, I really think there's been plenty of rumors him trying to get Gronk to come back to the to the buck so i mean maybe that's a potential boost that they'll get i don't know but um there's been a lot of rumors linking him to vegas again oh, with God. the out in Derek carr's contract and obviously we have the dumbass josh mcdaniels so uh, why, why did they opinion. hire mcdan like what a stupid hiring i think ziegler impressed Mark Davis enough that he wanted him and that was Ziegler's preferred coach because you know they go back so far um and he thought he would have a much better go this second time around 
Um, that's that's another interim coach that they should have held on to. Like that's another yeah, example of Basaccia for sure. Yeah. But like, I, I I think the argument for him was he was he was loyal to his guys and he said he told Mark Davis in his interview, I'm if I come back, I want Mayock back with me and I want all my coordinators back and everything. And I think that's why he didn't get the job, honestly. Well, um, NFL, so it's all about, you know, star talent as well, you know, and landing a big name like McDaniels, even though he was a complete failure in fucking Denver. Yep. I think Mark Davis probably, because let's face it, if you if you have a coach that comes in and makes the playoffs and he wants to keep his staff, that makes perfect sense when you think about it. Like, why yep. wouldn't you want to keep your OC and your fucking coordinators on? Well, I, I understand getting rid of, Really, I understand getting rid of both coordinators because the Raiders haven't had a good defense in, I don't know, since 2009, I think, was the last time they had a top 10 defense. It's been so Wasn't long. that long ago? Oh, it's been forever. And Who was then, on that defense? I, don't, I, th- I think it was more a, f- a factor that our offense was so bad that teams would just <laughs> run the ball, and so the defense wasn't out there at all. But, I can't even think of who would have been on that 2009 roster. Sap, Sap would have been dude, the was, forefront of it. It was, I mean, it. They had some decent players. Uh, Rob Ryan, no, not Rob. Yeah, is Rob? Was he the coach of the Rex Jets? Ryan's brother? Rex, yeah, Rex is the the coach of the Jets. Rob Ryan, his brother, was our defensive coordinator the last time uh, we had a good defense, and that's been forever ago. So, um, let me. Uh, let, you you go ahead and keep talking about my Raiders. I'm going to pull up a, a quick stat here and tell you exactly why Basaccia didn't get the job. Just got to find the the tweet here. One second. Again, again though, like to run away from cultures. The let's face it, did Cincinnati have a Super Bowl caliber fucking roster last year? No. No. How did they make the Super Bowl then? Because Joe uh, fucking Moxie, yeah, Joseph Buro, like. He came out with some fucking grit. He's fucking throwing on, you know, fur jackets and gold chains, and he's creating culture. Well, and the funny thing is, everyone was, you know, saying, here's the example of you can get to the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl without having an offensive line. It's like, no, no, you still want to protect your your quarterback, okay? Yeah, you still want an indoor practice facility for your guys to practice it. Like, those things still matter. Okay. Again, Go ahead. I want to hear this stat. Okay. So this is the reason why I think Basaccia didn't get the job. And that is first round picks under John Gruden slash Mike Mayock. Uh, Colton Miller. He is our left tackle of the future. And then you have Cleland Farrell. Fifth year option declined. Barely plays. Jonathan Abram just got cut. Uh, Josh Jacobs, fifth-year option declined. Obviously, he's been a stud this season and stayed healthy. Then you had Henry Ruggs, which I don't fault Mayock for. I mean, obviously, you don't foresee him killing a a young lady and going to prison. No, Um, no, that's hard to predict. But Damon Arnett had character issues. He's now cut and out of the league. And then you have Alex Leatherwood, um, who also got cut earlier this season. So Uh. out of... Out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven first-round picks, two are still on the team. Only one of them is good, and that's that's why I think 
even though John Gruden was making those picks, I think Mike Mayock was the fall guy for Gruden uh, in that GM role. And I think that's why Bisaccia didn't get the job because he if he came back, loyalty. that meant he wanted Mike Mayock to, to be the GM with him. So, Well, you know, you got to respect a guy that's loyal like that. Oh, for sure. And every single player... Well, I don't want to say every single player. I'm sure. How much, I'm sure. How much of their later round talent is still on the roster, though? Because they drafted Renfro. Yep, they drafted Renfro. Waller. They drafted Nate Hobbs in the fifth round. Um, he's Waller. a stud at cornerback. Well, they got him off the Ravens practice squad. Oh, I thought they drafted him. No, he's not a homegrown uh, talent. Well, essentially, I mean, they got him off the Ravens practice squad because he kept getting in trouble. So they signed him, and yeah, he's only played for the Raiders so far. I mean, it's easy to look at the negatives on a, on a fucking GM, but a lot of your roster is fucking, you know, you got Max Crosby fourth round. So, yeah. Yeah, So you, I mean, you point out the first rounders, but if you look at the later round fucking talent, they got. well, we had quite a few steals in the fourth through seventh round, but I mean, your, your surefire hits are first through third. And that's, the rounds that they struggled the most with. Not true. Look at the top talent in the NFL right now. Well, I'm How just many saying, of them were actual first rounders, you know? Yeah, but your your percentage <laughs> of hitting in the first or second or third Should round be is high, much higher. In theory. Than, well, even even if it's not high, it's much higher than fourth through seventh. Aaron Rodgers would argue the opposite point on that. What's that? He said that talent comes at the later rounds. I think that's where you flex your, your scouting department is in the later rounds. Um, and yeah, I, I mean the, the rumors were that John Gruden had his own scouting team and Mike Mayock had his own scouting team on (laughs) separate levels, separate levels of the building. And essentially Gruden got final say. So even if, you know, Mayock was saying, no, don't draft that guy. It was still Gruden's call. So, Well, Chucky Jr., you know, Mark Davis, I think, made a very piss-poor decision in, in cutting ties with. It definitely looks that way. Uh, and, you know, like I said, to, almost to a man, the guys all liked Bisacci and all were pounding the table for him to come back. So, it How definitely, much of a contract did you give McDaniels? Four years oh for my him, God. him and Ziegler. So. It's very unlikely. I mean, I guess if we end up, if we end the season with the the two wins we have now, there's a good chance McDaniels gets fired. But I think they'll probably still win, you know, four to six games, somewhere in that range with what's left on the schedule. Um, Well, you had mentioned in your your notes, it doesn't really seem like they're waving the white flag on the season. Does it feel like they're putting on the season to you as a fan? It, it definitely seems that the narrative has shifted. Um, I thought they were going to be fucking fire this year, man. I thought, oh, God, yeah, me too. I thought the offense was going to be so good it could keep us in every single game, and then the defense was going to be good enough that we can win. I and, thought, it, yeah, they were going to do a callback to 2001, like yeah. 100% is what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, getting Devontae Adams and then, you know, the return of Renfro, Waller, uh, Jacobs, and then, you know, you guys have a stud in the backfield. What's his name? Jacobs, right? Yeah, Jacobs. And then we added some pieces. I, I mean, the 
what we all said at the beginning of the season was the Achilles Hill is going to be the offensive line because they didn't address it. And sure enough, that's that's come to essentially derail the offense. And then the defense has been you added Chandler Jones for 16 million a year and he has half a sack through nine games. Um, so meanwhile, has you know, worked well, hasn't worked at all. Yeah. Who's the Denver Broncos uh, linebacker that's played for Buffalo right now? What's his name? Um, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller yeah. goes to Buffalo and gets a sack every game. Like that's what yeah. you want I mean, when you're paying that. Essentially, kind of money. he if he's not getting a sack, he's getting a key run stop in the backfield or something like that. I mean, it's it's almost crazy how well he does on on those third downs or or the short to go situations. Even though he's not a big guy, he's just crafty. He knows exactly what he's doing and he makes he's plays. Well so. studied. He studies film and it shows. It's crazy. But yeah, but, if you're going to pay a guy $16 million and he's going to get you half a sack, like that's a bust of a fucking pickup. Right yeah. There. I mean, it, it seems like you could almost even luck into half a sack just by pushing an offensive lineman backwards into the quarterback. So uh, I don't know about that. Well, quarterbacks are so well protected nowadays. You know? Some of the uh, offensive linemen he's gone up against are. are <laughs> he's not getting know. doubled every play, is what you're saying. No. Huh? Max Crosby's taking double teams every single play and still getting to the quarterback way Rightfully more than he so. is. So, like, what a stud I mean, he is! Yeah, he's been a steal. And I guess my my point on them kind of flipping the switch on this um, season Injuries. up until up until the Jacksonville Jaguars game, they were still talking about this is coming from the GM, this is coming from the coach, this is coming from all the players. They're still saying we still have. Everything out in front of us. Everything's out in front of us. We still can obviously it's not the start you want to go to. We can still go on a run. We can still make the playoffs. Well, after they lost to the Jaguars, uh the GM essentially said, you know, uh we we'd like to say that you know there's still a lot of the season left, but can't really say that at this point. We're almost halfway through and record's not where we want it to be. Honestly, can you guys even still make the playoffs? Because there's nine games left in the season, right? Yeah. Or no? I mean, I it, obviously if we win out, you you end up with eleven game or eleven wins, and that's probably going to get you a playoff spot. But I don't think we're going to beat the Chiefs the way that we're playing. No. Uh, we still have them left on the schedule. Still got the I, Chargers left on the schedule. Broncos one more time. Honestly, yeah. I'd be surprised if you can beat the Let's Ride fucking Broncos. You know. I did four hours of uh, warm-ups on an airplane to fucking London, and yeah. they're probably going to lose to that team. I, I sure hope not. I mean, that's essentially our Super Bowl at this point, so I really hope the guys stand up for that game and, and win. I mean, we beat them pretty handily in the first matchup. So, How much of the blame are you putting on Carr? You know how I've been with Carr. I I, mean, that's why I ask, yeah. I've... I've been a big fan of his just because I remember what it was like pre-car. I mean, we had Jamarcus, Walter. I mean, we had a, a revolving door of quarterbacks yeah, between yeah. Gannon and Carr. So I know anything we run out there could probably be a lot worse than Carr. However, I think at this point, it's, it's probably time to move on. I mean, we have an out in his contract after this season where we can either trade him, cut him, it's got to be don't by need any any cap hit either. It's a free I, cut, isn't I, it? I think it's like five million or something. It's That's super a free small. cut nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't see them cutting him. Uh, what I do see happening is probably offering him up as trade bait, and he has the power where 
essentially he said i don't want to play anywhere else so i mean at the end of the day he could retire if he doesn't want to be traded um but do I, I do think it is time like, on their well, roster. that's the thing they have jarrett stidham on the roster which is essentially a backup um i i have no thoughts at all that he's going to be the long-term replacement at quarterback but i also think that he could have taken us to a, a two and six start so I don't think we're, you know, that's not a, that's not a high bar to jump over. No, but when you're eating up, you know, 35 million of the, the salary cap that limits what we can do to fill out the rest of the roster. So $240 million salary cap next year though. That's my point is, could we do better with Carr on the team? Absolutely. Could we do worse with him or yeah, with him off the roster? Sure. But two and six is two and six. I mean, two and six with him, two and six without him, not a big difference to me. Plus, you know, if you take that 30 million that we'll save by getting rid of him next year and you put that into the defense, maybe we don't have a 27th ranked defense. Uh, and, and Fair point. You know, it's looking like we're probably going to have a top five draft pick. So oh, maybe God, you get the quarterback so of the future there. Um, who, who, who's, who's coming up in the draft that you'd even be interested in this year? Well, if anything, Bryce, Bryce Young is probably going to go one overall. He's the skinny quarterback from Alabama that I would not touch with a, a five-foot pole because yeah. I think he's going to be very injury-prone. Haven't seen any Alabama quarterbacks have much success in the NFL. Mac Jones um, had success last year, arguably. Well, yeah, but look he looks like dog shit this year. This year. Yeah. Well, it, it's tough to fault him there, too, because, I mean, he he essentially went from one of the best offensive coordinators in the league to – a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator calling plays for him. So <laughs> tough to fault him. Um, but no, I, I don't think I, I mean, he's undersized. He's like five, nine, and then he's like 175 pounds. So one hit from an NFL lineman, he's probably going to be hurt. So you're going to pass on Drew Brees. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Well, Raiders already did that once, but yeah, I know that. Um, <laughs> literally. So then there's CJ Stroud from Ohio state. There's that hooker kid from Tennessee. I don't know if he's going to come out or not. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, like I said, it's not that I think there's a better solution out there at the quarterback position for the Raiders, but I think. The devil you know, buddy. The devil you know. I think the team building aspect and then, hey, maybe you strike gold and and you got someone for the next 10 years. That's a a big risk because. Do you really want to go through another Jamarcus Russell first overall pick again? Do you really want that heartbreak over and over, season after season again? I mean, we're getting it anyway with Carr, so may as well get I, it. I disagree. I, I think, you know, I don't fault Carr because you know me. I'm a, I'm a Carr fanboy. I think you're yep. too hard on him. I genuinely think he's a talented quarterback. I think he has the ability to win. I think to bail on him when it's so very obviously the coaches – the coaching and the defensive shortfalls that are that are holding you back. Uh, the offense doesn't look bad. What was it last week? He chucked it up to Adams twice for a touchdown. Yeah, both decent but fucking passes. Like, guess what? Guess what he did in the second half of that game? Uh, two interceptions or three, wasn't it? Five completions, thirty-six yards. How many picks did he have? None. So they only had one. They only had one turnover in the game, but it was that last second play where they were lateraling and fumbled oh, yeah. and okay. team took the uh, Jags recovered it. But no. And what do you think of, what do you think of the Jags 
Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be a generational talent. He's been watched since he was fucking 14 years old. I don't think he, I think they're making I think they're making strides. They found their answer in in ETN. I think Lawrence needs to be more careful with the football and I think he's learning that with with Doug Peterson. I think you you need at least one more year to evaluate and put oh, some more I, talent around him. I would I would give him four more years. I think yeah. cuz look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the worst quarterback his rookie season. Yep. Well, so, and essentially that rookie year was lost by uh, having yeah, Urban You've got a coach that's literally fucking going out bar hopping instead of flying home with the team. Like, you yeah. can't count that as a season. Well, and so, I, like I said, Doug Peterson, quarterback whisperer. So I he think, really is. I think he's going to do really well for him. He just needs to learn to protect the football and, and you know, tuck it away when that throw's not there. So I think one more season under Doug Peterson, you're going to see what he really is at quarterback. And then, obviously, they, they made that trade for um, Calvin Ridley. That's a that's a number one receiver right there. So yeah, you gave him a weapon, a big but weapon. I guess my my counterpoint against Carr is you saw Mac Jones pick up Josh McDaniels' offense in his first season as a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and Carr has been through you know six offensive coordinators or whatever it is in his nine years with the Raiders, and it doesn't seem like he can pick up an offense. And that's, that's the point where it's like it's so hard on that kid, dude, you're so hard on him. No, I'm not. I've been a huge car fan. I just think that the proof's in the pudding, man. I mean, how many other quarterbacks have picked up a new offense and taken it right away? How many, how many offenses outside of the Patriots has McDaniel successfully instilled his fucking playbook into? Well, none, none. but it, if he can, did you Is see a, the players that Mac Jones had to play with last year? Yeah. There, Did, there's how no much Devontae NFL Adams film? there. There's no Josh Jacobs there. But there how no much Hunter NFL Red film? Film. How much NFL film did they have on, on him? Mac Jones had at least four games where he benefited from the fact that they couldn't properly scout him. Okay. So he he was properly scouted half the season, and for half the season he wasn't, you know. I don't know. I blame McDaniels. I don't blame Carr, but I'm also a Carr fanboy 100%, so that's on me. Well, and I, I sure – McDaniels has fault in it. I mean, he's proven he's not a great, a uh, great coach, and maybe it's the aspects of of running the team day to day that's taking away from him being the offensive coordinator that he should be. One hundred percent. I don't know. I mean, the problem is you can't, you know, hire another coach and then say, Josh, you're going to be our offensive coordinator because that's not good how luck that works. with that. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. I mean, well, especially that's... when. Um, What's his name? Belichick has his is just keeping his seat warm for him when he strips oh, yeah. it up. He didn't even bother hiring an OC. He knew. Embarrassing. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. Well, bud, That's go a- enjoy your head coaching stint. We'll see you in a year. Yeah. Make make the money while you can. We'll we'll have your spot warm for you when you get back. <laughs> and he'll go back and they'll win another Super Bowl, guaranteed. Yeah, it's crazy. But no, I one one last topic to touch on before we close out here is uh Aaron Rodgers, Packers, um, Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, what's their young kid's name? It's the first time in NFL history that both those teams are going into home games as underdogs. What's going on with the staples of the league? The the Steelers was kind of predictable. I know Kyle was on the hype train 
Um, I think I had them at like nine and eight. I didn't have them making the playoffs, so they're obviously well behind what I thought they would be. Uh, they've also been missing TJ Watt for the Steelers. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that Mitch Trubisky was going to, j- just based off the film he put out there from last year on the Bills, I thought he was going to have a, a decent start to the season and keep them around 500, and then they would make the move to pick it towards the end of the season once they you know, didn't think the playoffs were a, a good hope for them. His seat was on fire after week one, which was just yeah. sad. But it's just crazy. I mean, it, it the offensive coordinator on that team, Matt Canada, has not put a competitive offense on the field in his two seasons, I think. He's been calling the offense for them. Um, I mean, Najee Harris has taken a huge step back this season. Last year, he was one of the best running backs in the league, and this year, I think he's got the worst average per carry. Um, so there's a lot of regression on that offensive side of the football. Defense looks just as good as it always has been. Um, you've got, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, you've got TJ Watt, you've got, uh, what's the guy in the middle? Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you got talent at every position on that defensive side of the football, but the offense has been so far behind. And honestly, I, I would be surprised. I know um, Tomlin is very, very loyal to his guys. He's a, he's a player's coach all day. But I would be shocked if Canada doesn't get the ax by the end of the season and that's their offensive coordinator so if they can fix the offensive side of football and and kenny pickett's shown flashes i mean he has legs he ha- he makes good throws he also Great makes a lot of boneheaded talent. throws but yeah um if he can if he can clean up the turnovers they can get a system that actually fits his talents uh they'll quit hemorrhaging wide receivers and hopefully turn the page uh, obviously i'm not a huge steelers fan because they have six Super Bowl rings, so <laughs> <laughs> my Raiders only have three, and you know they were huge rivals back in the in the seventies and eighties. So, uh, but I do like them because obviously Kyle is is my good friend, so I at least kind of cheer for them on the side. Um, it's but, still Carolina and the Raiders for you through and through, though, guaranteed all day. Yeah, I, I'm always cheering for for the Panthers for sure, and like I said. Towards the beginning of the season, they weren't fun to watch, but they're definitely getting that way now. So, <laughs> so look, um, what about Aaron Rodgers? What's going on with the Packers in your opinion? I, I really just think it's they've lot they've let a lot of talent go. Oh uh, god, yeah, and they have not replaced any of it. I always screw this guy's name up. Bak is it Bakhtiari? Bak- Bakhtiari. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. been he's been struggling with injuries for the last two seasons. Uh, he doesn't look like himself this year. His uh, career's over. Both of those running backs that are, you know, some of the best in the league, they have don't get touches. Yeah. What the fuck's up with that? Like, how do you not give a guy that's averaging six yards a fucking play the ball more than 12 times? It, it makes no sense to me. And that's why I don't want to, I don't think Matt LaFleur is under a lot of pressure, but it seems like his seat is definitely warming up because he I and so. he and Rogers have kind of, I know it publicly. Rodgers won't admit to it, but it seems like they've butt heads basically since he got there. Well, all um, season, all season, Rodgers has been saying, we make too many little fucking mistakes. Yep. We make too many little fucking mistakes that are costing us games. That's your head coach. That's yep. not critiquing the rookies. That's well, critiquing he, he's called the guys out the rookies that, too, but. Well, yeah, but at the same time, that's, that's literally saying to your coach, coach these motherfuckers up. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Do been your job. 
it's i mean everyone's saying you know this is father time catching up and i I don't see no. that i mean he still can make every throw in the absolutely book. so i feel like it's just you don't losing get back Devontae to back adams. mvp without having the talent still there yeah and yeah Devonte adams huge loss yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams, he was not going to make mistakes. So Aaron Rodgers always had him to fall back on. So replacing him with essentially two rookies, not making a big splash. I know they brought Randall Cobb back, but he's been Randall hurt. Cobb's had a good season. Yeah, he's and been so hurt. And so has, uh, there's uh, another guy that they brought back, Le- uh, Lazard. Yeah, Lazard's had a pretty good season. Uh, Tunyon, he's coming off uh, ACL last year, I think. I can't remember what it was. I think it was an ACL, so... He's probably not up to full speed, but he's a a great pass catching and blocking tight end. So they have some weapons, but I think wide receivers hurting them really bad. And then, yeah, all the little all the little mistakes where Rodgers doesn't have anyone that he can rely on. And then, yeah, the question marks of not giving your your two headed monster in the backfield, the ball is that's quite puzzling to me. Because they they blame it on being behind. I'm sorry if you're seven points down, you're not behind. Yeah. They just had an offensive drive, and yep. you didn't. And that's like hammer the fucking rock until you're 14 down. That's exactly what Josh McDaniels does too. I mean, if they get down by three points, he's like, okay, now we got to start throwing the football every time. It's like, no, makes no Josh sense. Jacobs will get you yards. Take a little time off the clock. Go get the lead back. You it's don't hard have not to, to just respect throw the ball. Vrabel because Vrabel doesn't give a fuck, man. Dude, Vrabel is. I think head. I think he's coach of the year this year. I mean, Dabble, obviously, he's he's in the conversation taking that Giants team. He got the coach. What's the New York Jets coach? What the hell's his name? Oh. Coordinator from San Francisco two years ago. Shanahan. Or not Shanahan. Um, why am I? Uh, you're going to blank on it. It'll come to you at 3 a.m. Just yep. continue what you were saying, though. But New anyway, York yeah. Giants coach is up for it. The Jets coach is up for it. Yeah, and Eagles then, coach is probably up for it. Yep, Sirianni with the Eagles. You got you've got quite a few guys that stand out, but to me, the the job that Brabel has done with the quarterback situation that he has, losing AJ Brown, um, defense has been pretty banged up. They lost, uh, shoot, now I forget his name too. They lost their star linebacker right at the beginning of the season. Um, for the lost him for the whole season, so. Yeah, Vrabel is, I think as long as Vrabel is coaching the Titans, they're going to have a chance to win because he loves his guys. His guys love him. They believe in him. They know he's played in the league. And he is, he's kind of like Bill Belichick in terms of attention to detail. He will hold you accountable for knowing the offensive plays, the defensive plays, situational, and he calls you out in the middle of meetings. So if you don't have the answer, you're not going to be happy at the end of that meeting. So Every one of his guys knows football, so that that puts you in a good situation to win. That's culture, that's culture, yep. baby. So I, Vrabel, yeah, he's a stud, and he, then and his commitment to to his game plan too is admirable. Like, yeah, well, I mean, he's overcoming Todd Downing at offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know if you remember Todd Downing with the Raiders. So give me years. It twenty sixteen. That was the year that we went to the playoffs and um, Derek Carr broke his leg right before the playoff game against Houston. So after that game, um, Jack, uh, Jesus, Jack Del Rio, Jack Del Del Rio, Rio, 
fired his offensive coordinator, even though they had a top, I think it was a top five, top 10 offense and hired Todd Downing, which was the tight ends coach at the time. And he took that high flying offense and turned us into a bottom 20 team in offense or I guess yeah, we were you gotta respect the Raiders' commitment to just shooting himself right in the fucking foot, dude. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I think this year we're we're trying to shoot ourselves in the foot, but we would miss. So, um. well, uh, it's hard to miss when you're two and fucking seven. Yeah, but um, anyway, I, I guess I didn't mention with the Raiders. Waller, Renfro, both got put on the IR. Waller, I feel like this is weeks too late. They kept trying to to get him out and ready for the games, and he kept tweaking that hamstring. Now he's probably lost for the season, which is kind of why I said maybe they're starting to wave the right the white flag on top of the messages that are getting put out by the team. Uh, and then Renfro also got put on the IR. He what probably to Renfro. He he has an oblique injury. He's been playing through, uh, so he hasn't been super effective. I think it happened on that same play. He got concussed in the Atlanta game. Uh, he kind of got tweaked. And it looked like his his top half went one way and his bottom half went went the other, and it kind of looked like that might have been the play where he tweaked his oblique. Um, you know, he's magicians been when it. they cut themselves in half—that's just exactly. illusion. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think if they were in the thick of things, he for sure would just keep playing through it. But where it's like we're, you know we're two and six at this point, no shot you're at putting the playoffs. A, you're putting a guy that's hurt on IR because your season's over. Well, I and you've already. You've already extended him, so you don't want him to be hurt for next season too. Well, if he are, tries to play you know the old saying: Are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah. If it if their season was competitive, he would still be playing for sure. And then so you had, hurt. and then you had Blake Martinez, which we picked up from the Giants. He, or he was on the Giants with Gus, or not Gus Bradley, Patrick Graham, our defensive coordinator last year. Picked him up now that he's healthy. He played two games, and then he was like, "I'm out." <laughs> he he went ahead and surprised surprised retired no one was expecting it but I that's mean, the second to... one of the season for you guys right uh, oh the surprise retiring didn't somebody retire fucking training camp from your team oh yeah yeah denzel good he did you're right <laughs> um denzel good it was more him overcoming an injury he he might play again but he was having a hard time getting getting over that injury for last year and wasn't performing well so i think he probably gonna take the year off and then maybe he'll unretire but yeah blake martinez he's he's a new dad um has his own business so i think when he saw where the season was headed he was just like all right peace out i don't need to do this shit yeah 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 you don't want to put your body on the line when you don't have to so um and then they did make a move to sign Sidney jones which he was on he was drafted by seattle played some really good cornerback there but has constantly struggled with injuries. So we'll see what we get out of him. I mean, we need probably two more cornerbacks right now. So um, I don't know. Maybe he'll contribute. But like I said, at this point in the season, we're, we're kind of looking at draft you, picks rather yeah, than you, where we you're end You're at the point where winning games is going to be a little more frustrating than losing them. Well, I'm always cheering for them to win. But, yeah, I'm for draft you draft picks obviously it makes more sense to lose so i don't want to go through another 11 years of the raiders constantly being in the top five though i just don't want to see that happen no we've burned through enough first round picks that have not worked out so hopefully i don't know i i really think 
if things continue the way that they are, Mark is probably going to have some heads rolling by the end of the season. So I think the first one to go, and I, I don't really think it's his fault, but Patrick Graham, our defensive coordinator, has the defense has been awful. I don't think he has the talent on the roster to, to actually play against these teams that they're facing, but he he's going to be the scapegoat for that because how bad the defense has been. Um, I also took, would, it, took the name of DC. I mean, that's that comes from territory. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't think it's fair, but I think he's probably going to be a scapegoat if if Mark Davis wants someone fired because he's in charge of that twenty seventh ranked defense. So, can you imagine how that firing goes? Just you know, work with me here. You walk into the man's office and he takes off his little backpack, he pulls out his crayons, and he starts. You know, I'm sorry, sir. How dare you? How dare you? He gets done firing and he just pulls out a little PB and J and he's fucking needs a little snack after such a hard day's work. You mean PF Chang, not not PB and J. Uh, You're like getting fired by a four year old, you know? You just fucking. The the tough thing is, like, (laughs) PG has been, he's been good everywhere else he's been. So, like, I understand, you know, you take over defensive coordinator on a already bad defense. It's, I, don't have, again, it's culture. What yeah. is your defense? What 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 is your defense's identity right now? It's are they ball gashed. hawks? Are they fucking? No. Are they rushing the quarterback? Are they you know going to put pressure on you? Are they run fucking stuffers? Like they don't have an identity. They don't have anything. I mean, they have Max Crosby, and they they have, have talent. Well, I. I would argue they don't have much. I mean, I, I disagree. Chandler Jones has there been is not an NFL player. There is not an NFL player in existence that's bad. Okay, they're not as good as anyone else on the field. How's that? Jesus Christ! You can't have an entire defense of Ed Reed's and fucking Ray Lewis's, dude. Obviously, you just can't. but if you have one of those guys, do you know how much that elevates your entire defense? God, having both, can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> I mean those guys were you know they knew where to be at every single point of the game so even if it wasn't them making plays they had guys lined up correctly identifying plays before they even happened oh, fuck. but you had two coaches two coaches on your fucking defense but that's the thing is the odds of that happening are so low yeah. you gotta build a culture with the players you got and the fact of the matter is is the raiders their culture is the the kid in the corner forgotten about like they don't have an identity yeah I mean, we have they right have now, talent. we have Duran Harmon, which is, you know, a journeyman safety. We have Trevin Merrick, that's a, a second year safety. So both of those guys are not exactly playmakers. And then at cornerback, you've got Averett, and he's getting burned on every single play. He plays 10 yards off the line, even if they need a yard, just so he doesn't <laughs> get burnt over the top. Uh, you got Rocky Sin, that's, you know, He's been he's been pretty good this season. He's making strides. Nate Hobbs is he was a he was locking guys down, but he broke his hand and has been out the last three games. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Denzel Perryman he was a stud last year in Gus Bradley's defense and looks lost in this one. We just cut Jonathan Abram because he couldn't cover anything. I mean, it's it's like we have Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. I feel like. His best days are behind him, but he should still be making plays. But we got nothing up the middle. So these quarterbacks have all day if Max Crosby isn't the one generating pressure. And 
if you're sending extra men, that means you have less in coverage. So and it's kind of like, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's <laughs> like a you're you know grabbing a sword by the by the blade instead of the the handle. So hey, you might still get a kill. You're just gonna lose a couple fingers, you know. Yeah. So I don't uh, know. you're right. Been, I mean, it's been super frustrating this year because, like I said, I thought we, defense we would all be... thought we all thought they were going to be in games because of that offense. Yes. And, you know, all I said is defense doesn't have to be good. Just has to be middle of the pack. And it's been towards the bottom. So, hey, they're they're not towards the bottom. They're 27th. That's like yeah. five spots away from the bottom. Bill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I just wanted to say quickly about my Warriors. They they have a two game winning streak after that horrible two wins. Did you just say winning streak with two wins? Two games. Oh my god! You win multiple. It's called a winning streak. You take two steps. Is that fucking running a marathon? Like Jesus Christ! Calling that a streak? You might as well fucking. They won hey. a game. They're on a win streak. If you saw the previous five games, you'd call it a win streak, too. I tell you, I probably wouldn't because it's basketball, and basketball sucks. Yeah. It's taken historic performances from from Steph Curry just to win those two games, but, you know. (laughs) Okay. You could celebrate it a little bit if they've had a rough go. I'll give you that. But you can't call it a fucking streak, Bill. Okay. We'll save it for three in a row, then. Yeah. At three, call it a streak. That's a streak. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but anything else you wanted to bring up while we were? No, I'm really glad got I got to bust your balls real hard right at the end there, though. I'm, I'm you, pretty you happy did. about that. It's fine. You, so you do Warriors it off the won two. Um, and who won the pennant? As a guy that doesn't follow baseball, the Astros. Which? Ooh. Yeah, I could have asked you that off air, but we we don't need. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but. I will say I am happy for Dusty Baker, but he is well. Dusty See, Baker and Trey Trey Mancini; those are the only two I'm excited for. And the is rest Dusty of them Baker the one that gets to bang that blonde model with the huge tits? That that's Justin Verlander. Oh, that's Verlander. That's got her. Okay. <laughs> but, no, Dusty Baker's the coach. He's been managing for 25 years, and this is the first time he won the the World Series, even though he's been close several times. So. Happy for, for him. him. Happy for him. Yep. All right, All right buddy. buddy. We'll we'll catch you next time. I'm, I'm happy you came on, and, and hopefully hey. all of our listeners got to get a little peek into the comedy that is Logue. <laughs> <laughs> Truly appreciate the opportunity to come on again, Bill. I uh, I have a good time with this. You know, yeah. I truly do. This is a nice little way to spend an hour. And to your listeners, adios. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time.